Now, I know this early, a lot of people don't like to think, which is why Ajay, subbed in for McCall while she's on vacation, is going to get to play a fun game we usually play on the AJ McCall show at VFX, in which we call Duh Science. Because there's always these studies. You always hear all these studies out here. New study shows this. New study shows... But every once in a while... Actually, I would say more than that. It seems fairly regular. You come across one, you're like, either, well, duh, or why did we study that? For instance, did you know that jazz... Or, excuse me, uh, sharks prefer smooth jazz music. It's the music they prefer the most. Cool. Why did we need to know that? But they studied it. I got another one for you today. Scientists confirm... Dinosaurs killed by an asteroid. Isn't that what we're all taught when we grow up? Yeah, that's, uh, I still never really believed it, you know? Oh, oh like, well, science has confirmed it. It was an asteroid that killed dinosaurs. All the dinosaurs. And, and how do they prove that? Like, are they like, yeah, we have film of that in, uh, you know, 100 AD. Yeah, time uh, machine, yeah. There was a stegosaurus. We got a, we got a Polaroid of it Locking right through. as it was happening. And I looked up and I was like, ah! And then all of a sudden, his dashboard, you know, I want <laughs> video evidence. That's all. I, I, see, that's the thing is that they say, like, we, we, we found that this. No, shut up and give me some evidence. <laughs> the other thing is, too, I, yeah, if you want to have it's more power to you. In all honesty, does it really matter? Like, if, if you grew up the entire okay, time well, thinking dinosaurs. It does because, I mean. Is it really going to change anything in your life if dinosaurs were, like, eliminated by volcanoes, which is apparently something they were looking at? Well, because here's the thing, is that I have a infinity love for dinosaurs, okay? Oh, I did not and know I that. And I feel bad that a velociraptor was just, you know, harmlessly eating a plant or <laughs> harmlessly eating some koala bear, and then all of a sudden, some asteroid out of nowhere comes and destroys him and the whole entire species. <laughs> Maybe we wanted to have dinosaurs in this day and age. Uh, Jurassic Park's told us that's not a good idea. No, Jurassic Park told us that humans can be stupid. No, that's fair. That, that that's another when you science. Do, when you stay out of their way, they'll stay out of yours. It's not really hard. If a T Rex is walking through your city of the urban neighborhood, yeah. get in your house and stay there until it's done finding out what it needs to find. Okay, here's another one for you then. Since you have such an affinity for dinosaurs, I do. A new study shows playing in empty stadium venues eliminates home field advantage. Duh, science. What in the name of Are You There, Margaret? It's me, God. Is what in no. That, that's your study? Yeah, what? They just run out of things to look at? Can't figure out how to fact check on Facebook. But we know that uh, empty stadiums have no what home they field advantage. They're like, hey, if we don't have fans, do you feel like it's an advantage? No. Hey, got a, got a study done for us, guys. <laughs> Best $10,000 we've ever spent on a study. We've had our fun with science already this morning with some pointless studies, I would say. AJ and McCall at VFX. AJ filling in with McCall on vacation. But... Science also do good, and we give them a little shout-out for that as well, because I thought that the uh, mac and cheese on tap machine was totally fake. I thought someone was making something up. It's very real. Stouffer's is making basically an on-tap mac and cheese machine. It has a heater inside to keep it warm internally. It's pre-cooked, so you just go up and just hit the thing, and mac and cheese, whenever you want it. You look at me like you're not feeling this is one of the greatest inventions of all kind. Mac and cheese is the worst thing ever created on this earth. What? Next to a certain animal that you and I have had very heated discussions about. Why is mac and How would you think mac, mac and, and cheese, cheese is terrible? Mac and cheese is horrible. It's horrible. It tastes horrible. It's, it's stale within five minutes. It's cold within three minutes. It is absolutely disgusting. I would rather have meat... With cottage cheese, Ugh. 
Yeah, you see where I'm going with this? You see where I'm going with this? Yeah. Okay? What that grossness is that I just described to you is exactly what mac and cheese is to this world. No. No, no, no. Uh, Jay, I don't care if it's Kraft. I don't care if it's uh, Stouffer's. Now you're going I don't far. care if it's... No, no, no. If it's... Uh, That's a childhood you staple know, right there. You're taking a crap on. I don't care if it's whatever. Okay? You think mac and cheese is cool? Huh? No, I think it's delicious. No, it's horrible. It's easy meal. It's a childhood staple. You grow it up... It is not a child... No, our childhood staple is animal chicken fingers. No, that's you're definitely right, but normally it was animal chicken figures with mac and cheese. No one ever did that. I, you are completely no one ever wrong. Has ever done that? Oh my gosh, AJ! I'm no sorry that someone hurt you so bad because it is the best. I'd rather have a cold bean and cheese burrito than have mac and cheese. Oh man, you're doing a good job. Listen. Mm-mm. Mm. I yeah, still can't get beaten cottage cheese out of my. Head. I know it's I tough. Mm. Do I either have a cold bean and cheese burrito mm. or mac and cheese that's warm? Mm. That's. I don't care. Read the good news for everyone except AJ on our Twitter right now. Utah's VFX. Uh, if you're not feeling well, you might think you have COVID. You definitely don't want to go to the next family get together. Beezer Lock and Key debate date with AJ McCall at VFX. AJ subbing in with McCall on vacation, and let's say. Here at the workplace. Maybe you live in an apartment and you get an, uh, a emo, uh, emo, an email, a memo that says someone in the building has it. They don't say who. They just let you know someone in the vicinity is tested positive, let you know where all the sanitation stations are and the ways to protect yourself. Is that enough? If it happens somewhere where you share place space with people. Should you know specifically who it is so you can protect yourself at, I would say, probably the highest level? So that's kind of an interesting Question. I think there's two sides to the coin, though. Um, but I would go with, I'd go with no, no. Like, there, there's got to be HIPAA privacy laws, right? I mean, that you do not get called out in front of the whole entire workplace that you have COVID, or is it too serious now? And this is the other side of the coin. Is it too serious to say no? We can't keep secrets. We have to be forefront and a hundred percent giving on all the information. So we know we need to protect. This isn't the flu. This isn't a cold. Right. This isn't. I mean, not, so many people can be this asymptomatic. This is coronavirus. Yeah. Yeah. I, dude, I sit on bull. I, it's hard to sit on the fence on this. I really do. There is HIPAA privacy laws, sure, but I think this trumps that. Let's uh, let's get a third opinion here, Nick. What do you think? Should you be told specifically who has COVID if it's someone that shares an apartment, workplace, family, etc.? Hell yeah, I should be. Like, 100%. Why would they keep that a secret? Like, I need to know who I'm talking to and who I'm not talking to, who I'm hanging out. Like, if I see someone touching stuff, I have to now wonder, is that the one? Are you the one with COVID? Like, are you the one being irresponsible? Am I I at risk because you're dumb and want to go outside? Apartment tenants, coworkers, 66% of people on the poll today still said they deserve to know specifically who's the one that got sick, but... As AJ alluded to, filling in for McCall, AJ McCall at VFX, you know, there are some laws out there that put legal questions at least out there. But with family, AJ, privacy laws don't exist. (laughs) Yeah, that's actually true. If it's family, yeah, we throw all those regulations out the window. You know, yeah, you mingle, you gather, you gotta know. Which cousin, uncle, whoever, tell me who it is. I'm not going to see him. I'm not going to visit him. Tell me who it is so I know who not to visit. Just I mean, I don't visit my extended family a whole lot anyway, so it's not going to matter. I moved 1,500 miles away from all of mine, so I hear you. <laughs>
So he try this out for size. Yep. A Texas family had a birthday party. Mm-hmm. It was a surprise bash. A bunch of people got together. 18 members now have contracted the coronavirus thanks to the surprise party. Oh, fetch. In fact, uh, someone got sick. Seven members of the clan caught it, then went home and infected nearly a dozen more. And uh, not good news, actually, for the parents who are both in the hospital. Dad's on life support. How are you reacting to that? Say this weekend, you know, it's holiday weekend, right? Fourth of July. There's a little family get-together, maybe a little barbecue action going on. Nothing's too huge, dozen family members or so. And then all of you end up coming down with COVID because someone was being irresponsible. How are you dealing with that? Well, the thing is, is it, dude, it's so hard. Like, you should be having a family gathering in the first place. Probably not. Right? So, and then the other thing is, if they don't know if they have COVID. Now, if they know they have coronavirus, and yeah, you shouldn't even, if you have symptoms, you shouldn't even be there. Some Knuckle people sandwich. don't That's even know that. I mean, some people don't have symptoms and don't know they have the virus. Can't really blame them. If you're getting invited to a party and have no symptoms and no virus, then yeah, you're going to go. <laughs> but you shouldn't have any get togethers. Can I tell you a story? Please. So, on my mom's side of the family, they take family reunions super seriously. Uh-huh. So, every two years, they get together. Uh-huh. When I was 12 or so, the get together was in San Diego. And one of the last days, we had a beach day. The whole family was together and we rented jet skis. Well, my cousin had pulled in the jet ski and my aunt was going to get on it. And she was like, can you give me a push out into the water? And my cousin's like, no, no, you're fine. So she starts it up. Long story short, a rocket sucked from the engine, destroys the jet ski. So my family has to pay for it. (laughs) Fast forward, that was, uh, I'm 31. So you're talking like 15 plus years of family reunions. Up until about four years ago, that story got told all the time, and Josh was his name, who's older than I am, was like, all right, guys, this happened like 15 years ago. Can we stop talking about oh, it? Oh, dude, I hate that. I'm the victim uh, of being made fun of in our families. Well, I tell you that because if this happens, this COVID thing happens, they ain't living it down for at least 10 years. Oh, yeah. Decade worth of stories. At least. Remember that time Cousin Jack got us all <laughs> sick with COVID? What a jerk. What a moron. <laughs> He ain't living that Who down for a while. Who invited him anyway? He ain't living that down for a while. Then you get, you know, that first that's Christmas going to be brutal, too. That's the other thing is that, really, that's the case, actually. You bring up a great point. If you are the one that brings the coronavirus into the family and it gets spread everywhere, um, then, oh, dude. It, yeah, you are the person. You are the black sheep of the family for the rest yeah. of your life. Have you yeah. ever seen The Office? Yeah, of course. So, like, when Ryan burns the pita <laughs> in the toaster... <laughs> That's New what you would be. The fire. <laughs> it's true. That. I love it's that. True. It's true. You should think of it as the same way I do of office parties. You want to go, have a good time, be seen, and then don't do anything that anyone <laughs> has to talk about the next day. Like go with COVID. Yeah. That's the whole plan. Because if you do, you're not living it down for at least 10 years, and that's probably being generous. <laughs> being generous. <laughs> AJ McCall at VFX. AJ Subbanen with McCall at Vacation. You know, this dynamic for Florida and not is, I think, really interesting. Why? AJ McCall at VFX. AJ filling in for McCall. She's on vacation. Because normally, I'm in your seat. I'm helping the listener try and win. Uh-huh. But obviously, with McCall out, I'm doing the, the keeper of the stories. So when I say I don't want to jinx it, in, fa- in terms of your undefeated streak, I really don't because I can appreciate your undefeated streak as the one that's normally in that position. Mm-hmm. So that's the interesting dynamic. But... I got to present you with challenging stories nonetheless. So here are your three crazy headlines on VFX. A guy shoots out the window of a pizza place because they shortchanged him on toppings. Story number one. Give me double pepperoni. I expect double pepperoni. (laughs) You expect double pepperoni? Uh, Story number two. 
cop catches two drunk drivers after they crash into each other. Making it so easy. That's so nice of them. Do they have a glass of wine after? <laughs> uh, I think it's two fellas this time. <laughs> and uh, story number three, man wades into a lake to fetch frisbees, gets bitten in the face by an alligator. What? <laughs> <laughs> Holy fetch. What happens? What happens? You know, I, you, you, know, you, you see it right here at uh, the, the fairgrounds, right? They got that frisbee golf course, and there's that little river that runs through. You got to watch out. There's gators in there. They'll bite your face off. Dude. I think I know what story it is. AJ and McCall on VFX. AJ filling in with McCall on vacation, and that's why I need your help here, Rod. Come on. Tell AJ that he's crazy, that this mac and cheese on tap thing isn't the greatest invention of all time. I mean, unless my grandma's making it, I'm not a fan, so. Yes. Wow, AJ, you yes. have support that I was not expecting. Yes. Rod, you know, there's very few smart people in the world like you and me, <laughs> but I think we can make an impact <laughs> On all those who continue to make bad decisions, like eating mac and cheese. All right, all right. Ajay says, Rod, that he has the utmost confidence. He knows what story it is. Let me give you the full stories, and we'll see if he's right, all right? That sounds good. All right, so earlier this week, a guy went in to get pizza because, you know, pizza is pizza. And he felt the place shortchanged him on the amount of toppings that he wanted. So he did what any of us would, and as opposed to talking to the manager, he took it into his own hands. He grabbed a gun out of his van and shot out the front window. No comment for that. Story number two. It's always nice when criminals start catching each other. Uh, this past weekend at about 2.20 in the morning, 59-year-old guy was drunk driving. He got into a crash when he crossed over the center line and hit a guy going the other direction. That other guy was a 28-year-old man who was also drunk driving. So the cops found out about drunk, both drunk drivers thanks to them crashing into each other. And uh, the second guy, the 28-year-old, it's his sixth Sixth DUI. Ah, ah, ah. I didn't realize that you got busted by another drunk driver once you got past five. <laughs> hey, you're giving the rest of us a bad name. Hey, I just want to know, did they have a glass of wine or not after the wreck? <laughs> I think they were unconscious. <laughs> the cops just rolled up and you just hear, because they're both laying on the horns with the airbags out. Stop it. Stop it. Don't do that. You know better. And story number three. Man named Travis was, uh, you know, taking up some frisbee golf it's summertime, right? Trying to enjoy the outdoors a little bit. When he, you know, as we often do when he played frisbee golf or golf, overshot it and it went into a lake. Hazard. So he decided, you know what? I'm gonna get that. I'm not gonna take the drop. I'm gonna go get my frisbee. Uh, he was wading through waist deep water when an alligator bit his face. He was apparently able to survive the attack as police said that he was able to pry the gator off with his left hand and suffered only <laughs> facial injuries. Which I gotta ask, was the frisbee worth it? Well, Did it depends. the round. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, know, you know he called it in, but he's like, alright, I'm, I'm gonna get a couple more holes done before I get bounced. <laughs> so, good luck yeah. Rod and Ajay. Sorry, one, two, or three. Rod, what's your I mean, first I know thoughts? People are pretty, I know people are pretty passionate about pineapple or no pineapple on their pizza, but oh, yes. I, I, I'm, I very rarely hear anything with an alligator in it on this. So, I mean, I, I'm wondering if it's too easy today, RJ. You know, I'm with you because, one, I usually get angry when I don't get anchovies on my pizza and I've ordered it. <laughs> uh, now, two has got to happen more often than not, like the way I'm hearing that story. Three, who goes into waist-deep water and gets their face bitten by an alligator? It's. I'm with you, Rod. Are we? Are we Nobody on the same page? <laughs> Nobody in Utah. Yeah, watch out for that frisbee course over there on the fairgrounds. There's gators everywhere. <laughs> uh, so, Rod, are we, are we thinking story three here, my man? 
I think I'm good with three, man. We'll roll with that. Final answer, AJ, is story number three. It wasn't too it wasn't too easy because it is story number three. Yes, nice. <laughs> I like said Travis Fish, Spitzer was fishing for frisbees at a lake when he got bit in the face by an alligator. So wait, he didn't get his face bitten off. They just like no, it just like like attached itself. And then he's like, oh hold on, let me go full Indiana Jones mode and just Pretty much. with my left hand. Yeah. Uh, yeah, not even both hands. He's like he was reaching for the frisbee with one hand while prying the alligator off. Was with the he other. able to get the throw off? I want to know if he was able it, to get the throw it off. It doesn't say if he continued the round. I think that was a good question by Rod because I kind of want to. Good for him. <laughs> it's a penalty stroke, though. <laughs> oh come on, it's, it's a give me. He's it's got the handicap stroke. now of an alligator <laughs> face bite. Oh, <laughs> Congratulations, Rod. Uh, we'll take down your info and get you hooked up with that Johnny O Spudnut gift card. Thanks, guys. Florida not on VFX is AJ remains undefeated. Bravo, sir. Again, you can't. It's a penalty stroke no matter what. I don't care if a bear came and ate your arm off. You still have to throw the dang frisbee onto the fairway. And you did not do that. Okay, silver lining that crap. Put that in your pipe and smoke it there. It's a penalty stroke no matter what you get attacked by. You know what? It kind of makes like, it makes Hook sound like such a sissy. He was terrified of alligators. He got, he got his hand bitten. Yeah. This guy got his face bitten off reaching for a frisbee. If there's not a, if there's nothing else you take away from uh, AJ being on the show today, I want it to be that Hook is such a sissy. That is the most important thing you could take away oh, from the wuss. show today. Yeah, <laughs> Florida or not on VFX, as AJ alluded to on Thursdays, we uh, try to find the positives. It actually works out with the the short week. It's the last day of the week. So, what could possibly be the silver linings when you do it with a Florida story? AJ McCall at VFX, AJ filling in with McCall going on vacation. And, you know, in the age of pandemic, AJ, it's important. It's important to try and find some positives, some hope. That's why we play a game, though, we can't make it easy, called Silver Linings on VFX, where you got to find the positives in a Florida Not story. And it seems like the obvious one is the guy who went into the lake to get his frisbee and got bitten in the face by an alligator. Okay, so there's more silver linings to this, as you like to call the segment, than you would think. Hit me. You can go first then. Have the honors. Okay, well, first of all, he didn't lose his throwing arm. Yeah, that's true. Okay, so he doesn't throw opposite-handed. He still has his still throwing arm to make accurate, well, I don't know how accurate he is. He wants his good arm. <laughs> he might be, a little, he might be a little woozy. Lake. A little woozy. Moron. Silver linings, I'm pretty sure he also didn't lose his frisbee. Silver linings, he probably didn't triple bogey. <laughs> Silver linings, if sports is about determination, he's got it in spades. <laughs> I got another one for you. Silver Linings, he just invented the new pastime of Florida, Gator Frisbee Golf. <laughs> you wade through a lake of gators, and you got to try and get as many Frisbees off as you can, as close as you can, before they basically death roll you into oblivion. <laughs> hey, Silver Lining, and I don't know if this is true, can he, I guess he can't sue, can he? Ah, unless that alligator doesn't have a good uh, attorney, maybe. <laughs> Silver- What's your insurance plan like, sir? <laughs> Silver linings. I bet you next time he'll listen to that gator when he says, hey, you mind if we play through? <laughs> <laughs> Silver linings. He's going to be known as the man that's the reason we have a sign in here that says, warning, gators. Warning, gators. <laughs> there wasn't one before. <laughs> you know, knowing Florida, there probably was. He's like... Heck with that. I'm going to get my darn Frisbee. <laughs> That's just crazy. Uh, <laughs> silver linings. He did finish the course. Yeah. They shot a, a best 200 par. 
so <laughs> you so, could say that he has a big mouth. <laughs> Jeez, that wasn't a stretch. Silver linings on VFX proof that no matter what the situation is, you can find some positives in it. Unless it's Park Narcs on VFX, because uh, since it's a short week, that means we got to find out who the most annoying parking spot in the Valley is this week. Aja gets the honors of being part of, I think, of your first Park Narcs. You've never been part of one, right? Nope. Okay, so he's going to give us a fresh eye. I mean, fresh off of Silver Linings, criticizing science and mac and cheese. You're on a criticism hot streak right now. You know, you started it. I want you to know That's... your negative attitude when I first walked in here today <laughs> really started this whole thing. <laughs> AJ McCall VFX, AJ filling in with McCall vacation. You know, that's probably true. I mean, how can I have such a negative attitude when we get to publicly shame terrible parking? This is my favorite part, too, because I am a victim of terrible parking. Do you mean victim as in you experience it a lot or because you do it a lot? Let me tell you a story. One time I actually was parking next to a car, a brand new Mustang that was orange. This was in Springville. Oh, I opened no. my car door and I dinged it really good. And instead of just going and owning up to it, I parked my car then as far away as possible away from that car. When those people walked to the car and saw the ding on their car, they couldn't believe it. And they didn't have cameras for the restaurant, so they had no idea who it was. As I watched them in pain and suffering and anger and madness and sadness... I laughed. <laughs> You're a terrible person. This whole park next thing was just a trap to get you to admit that so we could get uh, the police in here and get that finally resolved. They've been trying to investigate that for years. Hey, listen, that wasn't in your jurisdiction there, Logan Police. Can't do anything about it. <laughs> Park Narcs on VFX. Which parking spot is the most annoying in the valley <laughs> this so week? It's bad. All right, so you got a fresh eye. It's your first Park Narcs that you've gotten to take part in as a sub for the show. Which one bugs you the most? Not that AJ or I's votes count, but you're what he, he can give you his opinion. Okay, so two actually doesn't bother me as horrible. I mean, though it is 45-degree parking, like, sir, it, it's not that hard. But what number <laughs> yeah, one is doing is just pure Ignorance. Yeah, number one does look like it has some arrogance to the way it just decided to park wrong, right? Like, two, you could maybe say, like, all right, this person just kind of maybe doesn't know just any getting better. in and getting out. Number one is like, you know, I'm here. To I'm a truck. I'm a Cummins truck. So I'm going to go ahead and take up two spots because I'm a Cummins truck. <laughs> Nominee number one, let's find a spot or two. Even better. It's a silver truck in a fast food parking lot. Not even close to straight in the line. Taking up. Two for sure. Actually, you can make the argument the tire's squeaking over into a third spot. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And it's back in is in the uh, drive part, uh, the not not even the parking, the alleyway through. So it's just inconvenient left, right, and center. There is nominee number two. If I park this way, I won't get door dinged. And after Ajay's story, that seems like a legitimate fear. But it's someone who's supposed to park coming in vertical and decided, you know what, horizontal. And is also taking up several parking spots. Again, but that one might be just getting in and out. Number one, I, like you said, it's just flat-out arrogance. Arrogance. Like, I am I a truck, and I can do whatever the fetch I want. Yeah. And our votes don't count. Yours do. Utah's VFX. It's pinned to the top of our Facebook page. Vote for the one that makes you the most mad. The winning Narker, not Parker. They get shamed. Narker gets rewarded. It's going to get an Apple Spice gift card. So if you want to also get your Park Nark nominees in... Keep sending them, Utah's VFX, on our social media. Follow us while you're there. That's how you get them in. And then Monday, we'll have two more nominees. So which parking spot is worse? Now, I didn't expect you to be so much of an expert on this, but uh, clearly the door dinging experience helped with your park narc perspective. 
I did, however, expect you to have uh, some pretty solid, I think, expertise when it comes to sunburns being with your normal day job. I feel like you've probably seen your fair share, right? Mm. McCall's gone on vacation in the mountains, and uh, I think this year she's done a little bit better job working on her base tan, but I'm going to be very surprised she didn't come back with a sunburn. AJ McCall at VFX, AJ filling in for a while she's gone. And so I brought in an expert. No, don't ask me about what it's like to be summer because I don't know. No, I wasn't going to ask you that. I was going to ask never you put some on of sunscreen. I was going to ask you what are some of the uh, terrible se- terrible sunburns you've seen because oh, working out at Bear Lake, you I know you've had to see some oh, bad man. ones. Yeah, like in, including our employees. Like, oh, I'm sure. I mean, they, they, doesn't everybody make the same mistake? Like, oh, I'll I'll be fine. I just got to get this first base tan we, down. I call them albino rhinos, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then they're then they're fried lobster. The next day, it, it's really interesting. They go from albinos to fried lobster. So what's what's the worst one you've seen? Okay, so one of them had like because uh, my favorite ones are the choco tans that they get right because oh, they wear their yeah, chacos. Yeah, they get the um, lines. But uh, the worst of them, I've seen one person just burnt like honestly crisp from upper arm to all the way to the wrist, and then their legs are burnt too. Because they forget sunscreen. I've seen faces burnt, and I just, and they look at me and they're like, Audrey, aren't you so lucky? (laughs) Yeah, because I don't feel like crap right now. Uh, That's the one trade that I've, yeah, it's not hot to you at all, obviously. Hey, do you, should I put on sunscreen though? Probably some, yeah. I need expertise. I think you should. Because I don't. I've never put on sunscreen in my life. I think you should probably put on at least a light, Larry. I think What's it going to do though? I don't know. I, I honestly then can't. Why are we doing I still it? think you probably just a safety precaution. Safety uh, from what? Wait, just to, you know, from the sun because it's evil. In in all your expertise, what? Are, where do you think the absolute worst place to get burned is? Oh, it's got to be the back. You think it's the back or the okay. neck? Is, is my guess. Have you ever been sunburned? What's the worst you've ever been? Oh, so when I was in Hawaii, I went scuba diving all day. Thing didn't put on the suntan lotion was or sunscreen. I was like, oh, I'll be fine. I burnt from my torso up. I burnt my nose. I burnt oh. the top of my ears. My yeah. back peeled twice. Like I could, I was. You've seen a Christmas story? Yeah. I can't put my arms out. That was me. I could not lift them or anything because I was roasted, lobster fried. So wait, okay. So what is it like to be sunburnt? Uh, <laughs> tell me the feeling of being sunburnt. So it's like, you're like any your your skin just singes. Like any uh-huh. movement. Feels like it's on fire, so oh. you can't move at all, and you can't be touched. Like getting, if you just, hop in the shower, it hurts. Oh it hurts. yeah, oh so much. I was, <laughs> I, was at a, <laughs> I was at an amusement park with my uh, roommate of mine way back when I lived in Indiana, and we both got burnt, but he got it really bad. So we're staying in the hotel. We're gonna go back to the amusement park the next day. So he goes, he's like, I'm gonna go get in the shower. I'm like, okay, so I'll, I'll get hop in after you, and we can go back to the park. So I hear the water turn on. So you hear thirty seconds later, I just hear. He decided to finally just jump right in. How long does it take to go away? Uh, depending on how bad it is, I think there's some other factors. I think if you drink a lot of water, it helps. And then aloe, oh, aloe vera is a lifesaver because that'll that'll take it away much, much faster. So have some of that. Plus, you can put it in the refrigerator. It feels nice because it's cool. Hmm. This is it's, It just feels like you're legitimately learning. It's kind of like interesting. I honestly, yeah, because I've yeah. really never known. I never asked because they're like, hey, because I, I mean, there's people who are sunburned. I want to say... Hey, how does that feel? Like, can I just come slap you on the back or something? Oh, don't. You're the worst person if you do that. Uh, Jeff, what, what is your worst sunburn? 
A number of years ago, a friend and I decided to go to Warp Tour, and we both uh, forgot to bring sunscreen. As you might imagine, with it being the dead of summer, about an hour into the event, we decided to take off our shirts, and we had probably the worst sunburn that you could possibly imagine. It literally felt like I was radiating as much heat as the sun, and it really, really, really hurt. I remember asking my sister to put aloe on my skin, and the second she touched me, I was like, no, 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 never mind, forget it. Actually, uh, that reminds me, thanks for sharing, Jeff. So uh, that's the other thing. So you're, you feel like your skin is super warm, but you feel cold when you get burnt really bad. And for that Hawaii story, I didn't even tell you the best part. So we were looking up home remedies to try and do something, and apparently mustard and vinegar are supposed to take the sting out. So I consistently had mustard and vinegar put on me as I sat there unable to move. What? Yep. So I smelled terrible. I smelled terrible because I couldn't move. Definitely wasn't getting it in the shower. Some dead lobster just laying yeah, in the waste right there. there. Just... <laughs> you look like Patrick the starfish out there. <laughs> AJ and AJ, uh, he's summoned in from a call on VFX this morning. And I found out that AJ and I have a lot more in common besides just a different pronunciation of really the same name. Uh, we have work wives that we're expected apparently to know everything for. <laughs> So besides uh, just a different pronunciation of the same name, AJ and AJ actually f- share something else in common. It's the AJ and McCall show on VFX. AJ filling in with McCall on vacation. We also have work wives that were expected to uh, read their minds. I witnessed something borderline paranormal yesterday as AJ and his uh, work wife, <clears throat> Eric, uh, Eric was coming down the hallway and Audrey said, hold on, hold that thought. Eric's got something to say only for Eric to surprise all of us move into our vision, open the door and then actually have something to say. And I got to tell you, I'm impressed because I think you'll appreciate this now knowing that you have that sixth sense for your work wife. This is a conversation McCall and I had before she went on vacation. Hey, I am so pumped that Scott loves our videos. Me, Scott, who McCall Scott, me, Saying his name a second time doesn't answer the question. I didn't know who he was the first time. <laughs> but it happens a lot. She'll say something or she can't find a word, and then she looks at me, and I'm like, she meant scissors. So I'm still looking for a work wife at Bear Lake. I mean, we have we have plenty of uh, great coworkers and employees there, and, and none of them want to be my work wife, and it's really depressing. So here, my work wife is the vice president of radio operations for Cash Valley Media Group, which Doesn't is hurt. okay. Doesn't hurt. But, you know, my work wife actually saved me yesterday. You know, in fact, they look out for me. I was over there having a discussion with our wonderful receptionist, Vicky, at the front desk. And then uh, Eric comes by at the, from the end of the hallway. Hey, uh, producer Butters, will you please tell Ajay, who I'm, and I'm sitting right there, that we have a show in about 90 seconds? <laughs> So then I take a death sprint down the hallway, and he had luckily put everything together. It was such a sweetheart. He had dinner made, <laughs> dishes done, laundry done. I couldn't Just appreciate come home, much kick more. my shoes off, relax a little bit. Yeah. So, yeah, I didn't know that. I, I honestly wouldn't have uh, until yesterday even identified that you had a work wife, but then I, I felt, uh, you know, another bond that we have knowing that we can read our work wife's minds, and I don't know if you're expected to. I am at this point, but you've been paired with yours for what? Over a year now, right? Yeah, I think we're working on... Yeah, actually, it's just been over a year. Yeah, so I think uh, about the year and a half, somewhere between a year and a half to two years is when the expectation that you're supposed to be able to read their well, mind hold comes. hold on, hold on, stop the front door. It, it has been two years. 
Oh, okay. Well, then the expectation's coming soon. They're going to have to be able to read his mind. Well, we're already there. Oh, okay. okay. It, it's called, AJ, I don't know if you know this. It is called one word. One word. Chemistry. Chemistry. Do you have it? Nah, I was really never a big fan of science in uh, high school. Well, you're a big fan of science polls now, aren't you? <laughs> Mostly to make fun of them, which probably is also <laughs> a precursor to the fact I wasn't really a big fan of science in high school. Hey, so have you and McCall got better at reading each other's minds, or is that no? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. Like I said, she expects me to do it, so I've gotten pretty pretty good at it because <laughs> I have to. And she, I think, generally knows what my shortcoming is. I don't have uh, tolerance for stupid questions, so she becomes the <laughs> mouthpiece for the show because I'll I'll short answer a question I think is really dumb. <laughs> And then she'll do the much nicer, polite thing. Seriously, I, I'll I, short anecdote. <laughs> Someone from work here texted me a question that was I thought a really dumb question and something they should have known the answer to. So I answered their question with yes. That was the answer, and it was the answer to their question, but it was not probably what they were looking for. And I was out walking with my girlfriend Ashley at the time, and I showed. Her, I said, "Here's the here's what I was sent. Here's what I responded. I said, watch in about thirty seconds, McCall's going to send a text through that explains everything because she's going to say <laughs> I was mean." Thirty seconds later, she sends an answer text that answers a question. Five seconds after that, she texts me on my just the thread between us. It says that was really mean. So really quickly, I texted Eric because I had a big interview set up for us. I said, Eric, I got this guy to come jump on our show. And he texts me in all capital letters, RJ, you are doing great things. Way to go. You are doing great. No period, no coming, no nothing. That's it. And I was like, oh, he's appreciative of me. I get here, and he's just laughing. And I'm like, hey, thanks for the appreciation. And he just starts laughing. He's like, RJ, it's, it's, it's sarcasm. <laughs> oh, that's so mean. Wow. All right. Take it for granted. I'm Ow. sorry, sir. I'm sorry. Very sorry that you had to feel that way. Uh, actually, so we're talking about our work wives. <laughs> uh, we actually have a real relationship that had an issue they wanted our opinion on. Okay. And I hope you're ready to talk about fears. Sure. Someone needs our help, AJ. It's AJ and McCall's Debate at Eight, brought to you by Beezer Locky Key on VFX. AJ filling in for McCall. She's on vacation. YFX sent uh, VFX a message. Because her husband is being ridiculous. Okay. She says that they're uh, looking to buy their first house. Congratulations. Yeah. Good call. Uh, But they've been doing a lot of shopping. You know, market is kind of hot right now in Utah, Mm -hmm. so it's been kind of tough trying to keep so much strict price range. Finally, finally, they found one. They went inside the house. They liked the way it looked. Wife says she loves everything about it. It's it's almost perfect. Way, way within uh, living in or settling for. Uh, because it matches everything they were looking for. Problem is, they then uh, took a tour around the house, found out it's right next to a cemetery, and the husband is trying to ex-nay the whole thing. Even though he agrees, the house itself, good. Next to cemetery, mm-mm. Here's the thing is, look, I watch more scary movies than I probably should because I get nightmares every night. Uh, <laughs> and, I, and there's been many nights where I don't sleep, and then I come and do VFX with you or McCall. Uh, but... If it is within your range, you cannot be beggars can't be choosers, as the cliche usually goes. Right. And in a, as you said, hot market, the way it is, it's as your there. real it's estate agent, sort of. Uh, you call for commission after this advice. <laughs> <laughs> I would suggest you do what is been. I mean, like if it. I mean, if you walk into something like that, how do you say no? I know it's next to a cemetery, but I mean, unless a cemetery has zombies crawling up at eight o'clock at night, <laughs> that might be the fear. Suck it up. It, it, I gotta be honest. Ugh. 
deal breaker without uh, knowing what their dream house is. Uh, though, as again, YFX says it's it's pretty close to perfect. Probably not, but I mean, it would bug me a little bit too, especially but if it's no, like it's, if it's like house, your fence, if there's a fence, and then cemetery. I'd be like, okay, well, uh, then get the story behind it. Like, right, every scary movie that has a house, you know, a big haunted house. You know, they end up giving like the back lore to the story of, of what the house is like or the, the scary stories. If <laughs> go in there, hey, okay, have you ever seen a ghost? No, have you ever seen like little, like in almost what uh, Caspers rolling around the home? No spirits. Okay, Any well then, creep. yeah, spirits. Any Thank weird you. Moaning. Yeah, then we are just fine. Lights turn on by themselves. Do appliances turn on by themselves? Just yeah. asking all these questions. Are dishes like, being uh, thrown around the house without you even touching them? Did I, someone I die here? <laughs> Did you hear weird knocking at nights? Then Is the last person that lived fine. here buried in the cemetery, cemetery next door? And you know what the bad thing is? And it's, it's the husband being scared. Okay, the wife is, you know, toughening up here and saying, you know what? This is our home. Let's do this. This isn't your final home. You might that build could your, be true, and because you might build your dream house later on in life. That's this is fair. your first home. That's fair. Live the dream. So we took it to the uh, poll of the day, Palmer Home First Street's poll of the day. Would you buy a house next to a cemetery? Fifty nine percent said doesn't bother me. So what, about what about you? Three. Of, I don't think it would be a deal breaker. It would bug me. I don't know that it would be a deal breaker. I depend. I mean, how big is the cemetery? I probably would still. I probably would still take it. Here's the crazy thing, though, Aj. So. About three of every five people say, okay, I think I'd be in. Tons of people. Uh, James, I grew up down the street from cemetery. Wasn't that bad. Sarah, I live next to one. Best neighbors. They're quiet, though not going to lie. First time you hear the 21-gun salute, it takes, takes you by surprise. Uh, Lacey, yes, the neighbors would be quiet. Uh, Ashley did say that's asking for a haunting. It's my girlfriend, so apparently it is a deal breaker. <laughs> Nick says ghost hunting. Damon says I already lived down the street from one. Uh, Shalita says, I would love it. Ashley said, nope, I have nightmares about this as a kid. I would never live next to a freeway or an airport either. Wow. Jesse says, I lived in a dorm in Price. It was across the street from a cemetery. It was beautiful during the day, but I always felt creeped out at night. Well, you're going to. It's a cemetery. There's no way you don't. You know but how again, sometimes unless you see spirits or people crawling around the house, you're fine. You know how sometimes you your mind plays tricks on you, like you see oh, something all move the time. Out. Me, oh, all could the you time. imagine if you're oh. getting up in the middle of the night no, going to get water it. and you look out the window? Silver lining, silver lining, silver lining, silver lining, silver lining, silver lining. Well, we're we're not quite done with this. So the Palmer Home Furnishing poll today: just about sixty percent of people said would not bother them living next to a cemetery. But does that fall on the list of greatest fears? Because Ajay has made it very vocal what his greatest fear is. So the question is, he's calling the husband a little bit of a wimp for trying to back out of this deal. How much of a wimp are you? Because if it's a common fear, then it's shared. You wouldn't be a wimp. But if it's not on the list, you're a wimp. Wait, so I'm sorry. What are you asking me here? We're going to see where your greatest fear falls on the list of all-time greatest fears. It's up there. We'll find out. Beezer Lock and Key debated eight on VFX. Would you live next to a cemetery, according to the poll today? About 60%, just a smidge short, say it wouldn't bother them. And that included Ajay, who's filling in for McCall. Uh, She's on vacation on VFX. Though, I think I might have started to sway you when I said, uh, you know, just imagine the creeks at night, bugging a little bit more if you're next to a cemetery. The shadows that jump, you know, inevitably, because things just move and our minds play tricks on us while you're walking up to get a glass of water. But that's that's not what we're doing now. What we're doing is uh, seeing where Ajay's greatest fear falls on the greatest fear list. 
Now, so why are you are, are you doing this to uh, to make me feel bad about myself because you have have uh, laughter and joy in my fears? I just want you to know if your fears validated or not. Because you call. What do you mean if my fears validated or not? It doesn't mean if it. How is it supposed to be you validated just, you, by the world? You just called husband X. Hey, look, a everybody wimp. likes when I'm on your show because I don't argue with you. But you know what? You're really starting to tick me off. <laughs> look, so let's just start with the basics. AJ hates snakes, right? Your greatest fear. No crap. How'd you figure that one out? Inadvertently, by sending you a snake video, actually is how I figured it out yeah, once upon on a time. Very dang show. So I have air. a list of the greatest fears of all time. Okay, snakes are where? Number two. That's what I freaking snake thought. bites yeah. specifically. Do you, want, but do, do you want to go ahead and apologize now? No, because I didn't. I didn't say anything about it. I just yes, gonna let you, you know did. If you're you criticized me for being afraid of snakes. Okay, <laughs> they have no legs, ugly eyes, ugly skin. No sense of humor, no personality, no cuteness humor. to it. <laughs> Why can't a snake crack a joke every once in a yeah. while? Would you like to take a shot in the dark at what the word, the biggest fears? Snake bites is yeah. two. Uh, okay, I don't know. If whack, ooh. Heights? Actually, surprisingly, no, because I in the saying always that heights is the biggest fear. Though uh, heights has something to do with it. Heights is not the fear, though. Heights okay, has something okay. to do with the first fear. Uh oh, oh, okay. So like. Uh, Parachuting. You're getting closer. Or is it skydiving? Uh, what oh, did you come out of? Planes? 16% of people, the highest number, uh, is the greatest fear is being in a plane crash. That's that's legit. That's fair. I think that one, you just don't think about it. Just don't think about what the plane can do. How do you do not and just think fly. about it, just, man? You listen to music. You focus on it. Read something out. Just don't think about it. I, I see you're on the plane. Hey, man. Here, can you believe Kobe Bryant died? Wow. Too soon. Too soon. It's not too soon. It's how it is. Here's one for you. The fifth greatest fear is uh, a shark attack. But uh, What about an alligator attack to the they, face they while didn't playing make frisbee? It. Surprisingly, didn't make it. But the thing that gets me is, is shark attack. But more people, I think, are harmed by toilets every year than sharks. Selfies uh, had, at some point, I think it was three years ago, selfie deaths surpass shark deaths. By human deaths by sharks. So let's just toss that one out. More people died taking selfies than sharks killed. How do you die taking a selfie? <laughs> there was one with a grenade. There were several with guns. There was uh, several with heights. Not not humanity's brightest moment. And I think it was 2017. More people died from selfies than by sharks. That's unreal. I know, right? But you're validated. Second greatest fear is it's being snakes. bitten by a snake. I would like an apology by you. By the end of today, I will sing you an R&B version of Happy Birthday. Oh, I hate, I hate yeah. my birthday song. You, you better. I really apologize right that. now, or else you're going to get it. I do hate it. And that. the world's going to get what it, they wanted so badly. <laughs> it's the brown mamba. You know what else didn't make the list? Zombies or cemeteries. Really? So it looks like Husband X got to bite yeah. the bullet and um, buy that house. That's because no one's seen a zombie. If we have zombies invading the earth, then they're all going to change their mind pretty dang quickly. <laughs> Then the whole the way the world's handled the whole pandemic make you buy zombie movies more because then the biggest criticism you said you like horror movies of zombie movies is no one's ever seen a zombie movie in a zombie movie yeah because like oh, I don't know what's happening even though that would ever zombies but with the way the world's going on right now I think most people in the pandemic or in the zombie world with how they've dealt with the pandemic be like no they're not zombies him biting them and turns no 
No, I don't care if there's a lockdown because of zombies. I get to choose if I go outside. What's the most surprising one to you on that list? Getting a disease. Not so much because I don't fear it. I just don't think about it. I think yeah, it's, the, in, it's the invincibility of youth. You yeah, don't think about it. I'm with you on but that one. But it's fourth. Yeah. And in the age of pandemic, eh, probably going to skyrocket. Hey, speaking of shark attacks, I was one time playing my virtuality game, and they, like it opens up with a shark where you go down underneath this like ocean, oh, and the shark attacks you. Dude, I was on my back. I was in the fetal position. That would be kind of terrifying. I don't think I'd want any part of that. For the shark to get away from me. You need to come over and do play sometime. Okay. I, I will come and over and probably... You, we can put it on Facebook. Yeah, I'll come over and potentially pee my pants in, in your video game system. Sounds good. That'd be great. Great. Hey, uh, you mentioned yesterday you got some siblings. Uh, I'm kind of curious... You ever take on that uh, big brother role and you kind of got to play a you know, buffer between, say, your sister and boyfriends? AJ McCall on VFX. AJ filling in while she is on vacation, McCall, that is. And uh, AJ, you were talking a little bit about your siblings yesterday we are talking about being black sheeps in the family. You ever uh, got to play the big brother role as my mom would define it? Like, I got two younger sisters, so whatever a boy, quote unquote, came into her life... I was always informed that I needed to come and be in an intimidating presence to just keep them uh, on their toes. No. Really? Yeah, I have, a, I have two younger siblings, and they're, I mean, I was, yeah. So they here, own me. Here's the reason I asked. So my, my oldest sister's in, uh, just completed her freshman year this past May of college, and uh, she just got a new boyfriend. They've been together a month, month and a half. So I play this game called Pokemon Go, and you can add friends on it, and I'm friends with my sister's. And uh, she sends me a text. She says, hey, do you mind if uh, my boyfriend adds you on Pokemon Go? And I haven't added, I haven't responded yet. Happened, uh, I think might be pushing a week. I really need to get back. That's bad, bad manners to my sister. But I was just weirded out by it because I'm like, I guess it's not that big a deal. But at the same time, like, is he going to try and bond with me? Is he going to try and win me over or something? Uh, well, you, you're a brother with sisters. What do you think? <laughs> uh, you know, it, I, I, I think to each their own. I think every situation is a little bit different. I mean, like I said, I'm an older brother to two younger siblings, but they've always kind of ruled the house. They've always got what they wanted. They'll do what they want. Ugh. Meanwhile, I've been been held to this higher exemplary role <laughs> that I've continually failed to reach the bar of. And then I get so much grief and so much crap for it from my mom and dad. You know, my mom, I kid you not, my sister, I think, had to be in high school, I think. Okay. Early, I think probably freshman year or so, and she uh, we were having a 4th of July get-together, actually, and she had her boyfriend visit. And so we all went to the back of the house. They were shooting off fireworks because it was a big family get-together. And um, my mom noticed as we start getting the fireworks going that my sister and her boyfriend are kind of lagging. I guess they're sitting up front talking. And my mom goes, oh, you know, they're sitting up front talking. Who knows what's going on? I think you have to go beat them up. This is my mom encouraging me at the at, at least 26 years of age to go find a other high school freshman and physically assault him on the 4th of July, no less. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, you know what? That's sounds like there could be no legal ramifications whatsoever. I'm going to, I'll get what? right on that mom. She's always kidding, but I'm like, okay, the joke starts being funny when I'm like twice as old <laughs> as everyone. Cause uh, yeah. heaven forbid I get my butt kicked by that kid. Now I got to live that down. Yeah, that's true. I've, I think, I mean, because I'm pretty protective of my siblings. Right. Extremely protective, actually, of my siblings. Of course. And I think like, one time we were in elementary school, and my brother was getting bullied by this, some kid. And I went up to him, and you, you could tell like, the kid's like, dude, look at you. You ain't going to intimidate me. But then I started, 
I started hurling a bunch of cuss words at him, just <laughs> swearing at him, and then he was terrified. Yeah, kids, kids don't emulate that, but I'm glad no, it worked for No, 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 yeah. <laughs> don't, don't, don't do what I did, okay? That was in the early 90s when things were a little different than today. Okay, just, I, I, I only had one choice, though, to make the kid hey, cry. You, know, you got to protect your brother. You got to protect him. your brother. <laughs> protect your siblings. You know, once upon a time, I believe I remember you, AJ, asking for some advice from the AJ and McCall show. AJ filling in with McCall on vacation about a friend who kept uh, inviting you and then ghosting you, right? Oh, yeah. So, if you don't mind, yeah, I would uh, like a little return of the favor because I need some advice. Shoot. So, here's the deal. Coworker here I've been trying to make plans with. Yep. Started to try and figure some things out. All of a sudden, finally... Hadn't been able to work, hadn't been able to work. We finally get uh, this weekend, right? We got the long holiday weekend, more time to do stuff. Finally get plans. And all of a sudden, coworker comes in this week and says, hey, uh, by the way, can't hang out. Going to have surgery. That smell a little fake to you? I mean, it sounds like it's a big lie if it is a lie, but it doesn't smell a little fake. It's just magically surgery came up. You got to do an investigation. Ask the questions. You know what? What? What are you having surgery on? What are you having surgery on? What's okay. uh? When? When did it occur? What happened? Is everything okay? Make them tell you the story. Try to catch them in the lie. Well, is it a lie though? Or That's what I'm saying. But I mean, make them yeah. see how. See yeah. if they flushed out the see, story. Yeah, and exactly. if they got answers, and then, if they okay. got answers, then, okay. then you're there. But you got to ask the right questions to get the answers quickly. Because if you keep asking question after question, they're going to be like, "Okay, you don't believe me." If you can ask the like, if you can do it in three questions. You'll get your answer. Okay. Okay. Rod, uh, what what do you think? I mean, I I don't want to be the one to break it to you, man. But you know, I just don't like you. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm I just, <laughs> I mean, just tell me you don't want to hang out. Do you really have to fake Sir Dixie? You know, he's gonna come in with a fake cast, right? Because he's got to commit to the all bit. I, all I know is any surgery that is scheduled that quickly, you should not be able to also attend work. So. Yeah, okay, so I'll keep an eye out. And if, uh, you know, I think Rod's supporting <laughs> me here that if he just magically shows up to work, eh, maybe I accidentally back into him with my car and be like, all right, well, I guess you really do need surgery. Uh, i tell you what, sounds good. All right, plan of action, ask him some questions. Three questions, AJ. <laughs> potentially back into him with my car. <laughs> <laughs> He's lying to you. Okay, well, good luck. Go to his house, back into his car. Ruin his garage. <laughs> oh, shoot. I'm sorry. I'm just saying, it, it's a little fishy, right? That all of a sudden, magically, the surgery comes out of thin air. That's all I'm saying. Hey, maybe they didn't want to, like, disclose that they were having surgery, dude. No, you're we're back to HIPAA oh. privacy laws. Wait, should I be concerned then that maybe it's not actually surgery and they got, like, Rona or something and I they got to bounce? Again, you're not, you're just simply finding out if it's a legit story, Kai. Yeah, you need to have some R E S P E S E C T E T. Okay. Right. Respect is Bingo. Okay? Bingo. You need to make sure. Hey, on that subject, how did it go with your friends? Did you finally ever get to hang out with them? So we did get to hang out, and then we were supposed to watch a NASCAR race that didn't start like for like five hours. So they basically then divine intervention. He invited, me, he invited yeah. me to play NBA 2K online, and so I, go, I, I stayed up at 1030 at night, and he wanted to start a franchise mode, create a new franchise, and it took him like an hour to do it, and then we were down 26 to nothing to the Raptors, and so we quit. At 11.30 at night when I had to be here at 5.30 a.m. to do the show with you. I was livid. Yeah, so it doesn't sound like it's working out so well for you no, either. No, our friendship is really on the deterioration of going downward. Okay, that's what it sounds like. All right, well, I, you know what? From someone who got ghosted to someone else who got ghosted, sympathy. Sympathy, man. I feel it. Sorry. You didn't get ghosted. Yeah, okay, fair. You finally got to sort of hang out with him. Cleaning up 
the valley parking two spots at a time. Sometimes more. Sometimes we're lucky enough to get a few bad drivers stuffed into a few spots. And then in case we get to uh, put the public shame into overdrive. AJ McCall at VFX. AJ filling in with uh, McCall on vacation. And even with McCall on vacation, that doesn't mean that Park Narc stops. So nominee number one, let's find a spot or two. Even better, truck at a fast food place, parking like, no offense, truck drivers, but if you were to think stereotypical truck parker, probably what you'd have in your mind, diagonal, doesn't even look like they attempted to get parked in the right spot, taking up two, kind of inching into a third spot with their back in out in the driveway between the parking spaces. So just taking up an obnoxious amount of space. My vote, which doesn't count, but my vote if I had one. And then nominee number two, if I park this way, I won't get door deemed. Spots that are supposed to be vertical, and instead they came in horizontal, taking up more than their fair share of spots as well, though at least they look like they can park straight and demonstrate some drivable skill. Maybe that makes them worse because they actually know how to drive, and nominee number one maybe doesn't. Nominee number one, though, does seem like it comes with a bit of arrogance the way it's parking. But my votes, McCall's votes, even Ajay's who said number one just looks arrogant to him, they don't count. It's your votes. And in a bit of a close one, the winning narker is... Narker number two. So the one that parks much straighter, look like has some skills, actually the most annoying and is Cash Valley's most annoying parking spot this week for Park Narks. Congratulations to our winner. They'll be kept anonymous. We don't even want any vengeance taken for doing what is needed to be done in the Valley and tattling on bad parking. But they're going to win an Apple Spice gift card. And remember, you can submit your nominees for Monday when we start this over again. Utah's VFX All Social Media. Now, we're very lucky that we get to interview uh, Kennedy Dodds, who's just on America's Got Talent. If you haven't met her yet, she's going to be a superstar. And even bigger than her immense talent is her amazing story, which you absolutely have to hear. So happy and so lucky that we got her in. AJ McCall at VFX. AJ filling in with McCall on vacation. And we're very happy to announce we've been joined by a very special guest, more famous than either of us will ever be, AJ. Combined, by the way, yeah, in our careers. <laughs> Kennedy Dodds, who is uh, just on America's Got Talent who is immensely talented. First of all, thank you for coming in. I'm sure you're quite busy right now. Thank you for having me. So has has it set in? Because, I mean, talk about just a really cool moment, performing, doing well, meeting the celebrities, being on TV. I mean, I could go on and on with all the things you've already <laughs> accomplished. Has it set in what you've done? I think it's still in the process of setting in. I'm just not used to Because before, if I would do like a live Instagram or something or post a YouTube video, I'd be like waiting for like a view and I'd be like, yes, it was a view. And I'd check, oh, it was dad. <laughs> so this is all just really crazy. So walk me through, what was that whole day like leading up to it, getting ready, performing, having the judges go through and obviously talking about how amazing your performance was? What was that all like? So my dad and I flew out to California and then my mom and my sisters and my grandma drove out and the day before my audition, the um, AGT told my mom and my sisters that they wouldn't come. They wouldn't be able to come because of COVID. And so that was a huge bummer. And, you know, it just a lot of emotions came with that. But the day of my audition at the last second, they decided we, they wanted them to come. And my mom was like awesome. on her way, almost on her way to go back home. And so she's like, oh. And so they like unpack again and they come over. And so that was really exciting. And um, 
they really treat you like a star, like the second you walk in the door, and they try to make everything really comfortable, and AGT is just so so amazing, and um, just walking on that stage, I guess, was really crazy, like, without an audience and stuff, because, you know, I love audiences, and when I walked out there and there was just the four judges, I was like, oh, hi. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, uh, I think what makes your performance and, and kind of your story so amazing is, is one, the uh, I know you talked about the inspiration and, and what's going on with your family. And then, two, I know that uh, this has got to be tough with COVID and the stuff with school and all that stuff going on. I mean, what's how's that been? Yeah, so the day after my audition, um, we were in the hotel room, like, just writing in our journals basically about what our experiences were and then my mom got an email like my um aurora choir concert from my high school got canceled and the whole schools got shut down and you know church and everything and i still haven't really seen anyone (laughs) since then and i was kind of bummed to not be able to go celebrate with my friends but um i've I got straight A's at home, which oh, I'm job. pretty proud of. And <laughs> I've been writing some new songs, and I've been learning audio engineering and like Pro Tools and stuff like that. So, so you've been making good use of your time, better yeah. use than I have. <laughs> Two things really stood out to me. One of them, this like like just tears at my heartstrings so much. But your your sister, um, want you want your sister to see you sing because that was uh, you, uh, your family suffers from uh, an illness, I guess, for an eye illness that it makes it blind. Talk a little bit about what your sister and your mom, who's been a sweetheart, your family, what they've meant to you. Yeah, like my little sister, Alexis, came up to me when she was probably three. I don't know, but she came up to me and she's like, I want to see you on America's Got Talent. And I was like, really? And I was like, why? And she's like, because um, I want to be able to see you on a big stage before I can't see you anymore. And so that was like kind of kind of just you know hit me a little bit and I was like okay I will and I worked really hard to get there and I was just she was really excited that we were all there and I was excited that she could come and my mom she's such a huge inspiration for so many people and you know and she does all the grocery shopping she does our hair she does you know she does the cooking the cleaning she's just such an amazing um person and I just love her so much and my dad he's a two-time Paralympic athlete bronze medalist and he's retired now from an accident he had um he fell in a construction hole with Alexis on his shoulders and he got um a traumatic brain injury from that but he's still um he he kind of is my coach now and he's training me and we write all my songs together and he's been with me throughout the whole journey and the whole process and you know behind the scenes and we write all of our songs together like I said and you know he's really been there for me the whole time so my family's been really supportive. You know when I think about Simon Cowell I think of a Grinch. I just think of this grumpy old guy who just likes to yell at people and then you and then I watch your performance and his heart just melts right there you made his heart melt that's impossible to do what was it like to hear such complimentary comments from a guy who's known to be a grumpy old man well funny thing is when i was little i had this my little pony and i'd used to watch him on like american idol and stuff and i 
chose him to be Simon Cowell, and I would have all my stuffed animals audition for him, and then I would audition for him, and yeah. And my dad asked me one time why I chose him to be Simon, and I said, because they stitched the mouth on in a way that it makes it look like it's frowning. And <laughs> Simon always had a frowny face, and I always want to make him smile. So the fact that I made him smile made me really proud of myself. <laughs> I love that. Kennedy, I got to tell you, you are... Uh, so well put together, so mature. I'm so impressed with how, uh, just how you can talk about your story. And, I, and you're obviously an amazing performer. There's no doubt about that. And the world's now finally discovering the talent you've clearly had the whole time. So where can people find your social media, your YouTube, all that, so more people can find your performances? Yeah, my Instagram and Facebook are Kennedy Dodds Music. And I have a YouTube channel, Kennedy Dodds Music. And then I'm on Twitter at Kennedy Dodds. Okay. So everybody it's, find it's that. spelled weird. It's K E N A D I D O D D S. It's you, Todd. It's not that weird. Kennedy Dodds, thank you so much for coming in and bringing your mom and sharing your story. In all honesty, it's an amazing story. You're amazing talent, and we're happy to promote a local talent as as amazing as you are. <laughs> thank you, Kennedy Dodds. Uh, she's tagged on our Twitter already. She interviewed with Cash Valley Daily. We've already shared that. Uh, Facebook roulette's easy. We're going to share her America's Got Talent performance. Look, AJ, you and I consider ourselves to be successful. Ish. Yeah, there is a big ish now at the end of that because what she's doing. She's amazing. And you know what? We talk about Kennedy Dodds. What about her mom? What about oh, her, her dad and her, and her sister? Yeah. Like the family, the Dodds family. family and all is incredible incredible you go through what they've been through and you might just be like you know i'm done with this yeah they no, go through it and they use it as a step to become better people and better humans in the, in a world where we're full of just you know pessimism and it's all optimistic with them wish her the very best hope for the very best and she has an incredible voice she actually sang it a couple usu men's basketball games and i've been courtside and i've oh, listened court, to her yeah, yeah. oh my gosh just incredible so she's tagged on our Facebook with her America's Got Talent performance. She's tagged on our Twitter. We will have her tagged on Instagram soon enough. And then, of course, find her on YouTube because she's going to oh, be a huge star. Ow. And I, <laughs> it's Ajay hurts himself. Oh. And I just want to say, as amazing as a performer she is, she is that much more of a superstar person. Kennedy Dodds, thank you so much for being part of VFX this morning. VFX is Facebook roulette. Super easy one today. On our Facebook page, Kenny Dodds, America's Got Talent Performance. It's on our Twitter, too. The interview she did with Cash Valley Daily is on our Twitter. We'll get her tagged on our uh, Instagram as well. She was awesome. Please check her out. She is a local performer. She moved on to the next round. Spoilers, I know, but she's awesome. And, and as much as I want you to watch her performance, her story is awesome. Oh, her story Ajay is and I got to catch up with her for a few minutes, too, after the interview. And she is huge sweetheart. And I can't say anymore. I can't say I'm I, I'm always amazed at how well and how mature uh, people her age See, are because I yeah. didn't figure it out until like I'm 31, you're, not even 10 years you're ago. You're making fun of a guy who got eaten by an alligator when playing yeah. frivolous. I'm dinging cars and moving my car to another side of the parking lot not to get caught. She is a celebrity at this young of age and handles it like a champ. Oh, big time. Oh, she's so humble and down to earth. Yeah, not to not to take the shine off and not to brag. AJ and I have interviewed some famous people in yes. the sports oh, world. Oh, absolutely. She is the most concise and uh, sincere Polite and sweet interview we've ever done and she, I'm blown away. AJ, you away. have a long way to go in life. I hope you know that right now. <laughs> right. When I grow up, I want to be Kennedy Dodds. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't Seriously, we all. check it all out. 
Facebook, Twitter, soon to be on our Instagram. Cheer her on. She is a local performer who is on America's Got Talent. She let us know that they're kind of up in the air because America's Got Talent is up in the air. She, But uh, she will be performing again and amazing. I, I've said I, I could talk to her all day based on her story. Oh, yeah. I've said so many things. I could say so many more. She is awesome. Ajay, thank you so much for filling oh, this in this. And thank you to our listeners who listen to me. <laughs> <laughs> thank you to the listeners who listen to me as well. <laughs> you don't have to, obviously. I'm pretty sure Kennedy told the story, right? That when she's on Instagram, she used to be like, I got one view, it's dad. I think that's how it is with the show. I got one listen, it's mom. It's mom. <laughs> Woo! Or it's Nicole. Thank you for filling Yeah, right. Thank you for filling no, in. my pleasure. Uh, enjoy the long weekend. You, everyone else. Podcast, the interview with Kenny Dodds, all that stuff, utahsvfx.com. Uh, search for AJ McCall anywhere podcasts are. Find us on all social media, Utah's VFX, especially as you can find Kennedy Dodds. And um, get in for lunch for li- lunch with listeners, the AJ and I, the McCall Taylor across all social media. And then AJ, yours uh, social media is AJ Salvi. AJ Salvi on Twitter. On Twitter. Find him. Enjoy the weekend. Nobody blow any fingers off. I don't want to have to have that discussion on Monday. (laughs) (laughs) And until then for the AJ McCall Show, thanks for listening to VFX.